Welcome to this week's edition of The Road Less Travelled, an interesting little series of podcasts that we've put together where you can get out and about and travel all around West Australia, all over Perth, all over Australia, and find out some tales that people let you know. Uh, Much of our adventures and explorations come from stories and antidotes from people, always starting off with, have you heard the story of... Well, the latest tale from the road less travelled is right on the back doorstep of Perth, if I put a sentence together. Gooseberry Hill is a suburb of Perth, West Australia, located within the city of Kalamunda. It is located at the highest point south of the departure of the Helena River from the Darling Scarp onto the Swan Coastal Plain. It's often associated with the railway formation of the Kalamunda Zigzag and the northernmost high feature of Statham's Quarry, which lie on the northwest of the locality within the National Park land. Gooseberry Hill was the location of a wartime tragedy when a United States Navy C-47 Skytrain, known as a DC-3 plane, crashed after taking off from Guildford Airport during World War II. So this week we left the vehicle in a car park and set off on foot the search on the pathways of a historical railway trail, which we'll tackle in another episode. Along the path there are a number of signs describing the history of the railway trail. One marker that stood out and really did make me pause to remember was erected by the Kalamunda and District Historical Society with the support from the Shire of Kalamunda and the Darling Range branch of the RSL. It reads this... On the morning of April 19, 1945, a crash occurred in this vicinity of an American Navy R4D5 aircraft DC-3 known as the Blue Goose. The aircraft, with a crew of two pilots plus 11 passengers and freight, took off from RAAF Dunreath Perth Airport at 5.30am and shortly after crashed into trees, killing all on board. At the time, this was the biggest loss of life in an aircraft accident in this state and its cause remained a subject of discussion to this day. Now, Gooseberry Hill was indeed the location of this wartime tragedy. The plane crashed in heavy fog on the 19th of April, taking off from Guildford Airport, which was later become known as Perth Airport. All of the 10 US servicemen and three US Red Cross women on board were killed. The plane crashed between Gooseberry Hill Road and Lansdale Road 4.5 miles or 7.2 kilometres from the end of the takeoff runway, having travelled at almost straight course to the point of impact. So what happened? Well, there is very little research available on the incident, being that, w- that it was at that time during wartime. A search of the Australian and USA records uncovered that the twin-engine US Navy R4D5 transport aircraft, serial number 349067, took off from Guildford Airport on the way to the eastern states of Australia. On board, as we know, was the 10 US servicemen, three US Red Cross women. It was 5.35am and the pilot could not see the high ground in the breaking dawn because of the fog. The aircraft flew straight into the rocky ground at Gooseberry Hill. Uh, killing all of its occupants. The aircraft just missed an occupied house. Apparently, it was the largest loss of life in an aircraft accident in Western Australia up to that time and caused a major shock within the small population of Perth. Details from the crash report read as follows. The plane took off from Guildford Airport in darkness at 05.30 hours on April 19, crashed into the side of a hill in dense fog approximately two minutes later. The plane burned and was completely destroyed, or occupants killed. The point of crash is four and one-third miles from the end of the takeoff runway and travelled in almost straight course from the one runway to the point of impact. 
The plane carried a full load, including gas, of 800 gallons, but was not overloaded. It was airborne after a run of approximately 800 yards, and it was about 15 feet in the air at 1,000 yards. The plane was observed making normal takeoff and adjusted to climb setting. Shortly after takeoff, it entered dense fog, although it was clear at the field. It is believed pilots were confused or failed to realise close proximity of the hills in this direction and did not make the left-hand circle or turn immediately after clearing field. There was no evidence of material failure after carefully examining the remains of the propellers, engines and from observation of propeller cuts in the hillside. Reliable witness further assert that the plane was sounded normal except low and close to the hills. Plane tests flown the day previous and reported normal. The recommendation, the recommendation from this incident and the report says that takeoffs from this field in darkness or poor visibility with little or no wind will be made in opposite direction and away from the hills. Likewise, landings will be directed on runways that will keep. There had apparently been some sort of quite a serious party the night before, which the crew, amongst others, had attended. A WAAF aircraft plotter working at Six Fighter Sector Headquarters in Belmont was speaking to the Blue Goose radio operator who was unusually chatty that morning when communications ceased mid-sentence. The DC-3 was blue in colour and was affectionately known as the Blue Goose. It was stationed at Guildford Airfield which has now, as we know, become Perth Airport. The Blue Goose plane had been delivered new to the US Navy in 1943 and arrived in Australia a year later. The aircraft was on general duties and classified as a utility training unit under the operational control of the Commander Submarine Force, or the 7th Fleet. The pilot, William Armstrong, was an experienced aviator who had accumulated a total of 2,173 flying hours, while his co-pilot had logged 2,152 hours. Engineering tests on remaining components of the aircraft showed that it was operating normally and was not overloaded. The 13 victims were William Conway Armstrong, Lieutenant the U- from the US Navy Reserve, he was the pilot. Victor Francis Padelski was an ensign, US Navy co-pilot. Stanley Andrew Gober, AWM 2nd C, US Navy Reserve. Robert Vincent Daly from the US Navy. Robert Alfred Dunleavy, Dunleavy rather, US Navy. James Adelette Glenn, US Navy Reserve. Clarence Leonard Nelson was a technician from BU Ships. Not quite sure what that means. Sidney Spafford Cook was lieutenant in the U.S. Navy Reserve. Montrose Graham McCormack was a lieutenant commander in the U.S. Navy. R.R. Halbert was a commander in the Royal Navy. Anne Woodward was from the American Red Cross. Geraldine Crow, American Red Cross. And Cecil Nichols was an American Red Cross. They were initially buried at Karakata Cemetery in Perth, but later exhumed and buried in Rookwood Cemetery in New South Wales. After the war, it was assumed that they may have been exhumed again and relocated to cemeteries in the United States. Graham Higgs uncovered detailed reports upon to be... Well, he was allowed access to the private property of the crash site. So the Blue Goose, it departed, if you look out towards 
the Swan Coastal Plain when you're standing at Gooseberry Hill. It departed off Perth Runway 11, which sort of is the closest runway towards you. It tracked to the left just three minutes later while the radio operator was apparently mid-sentence communicating with headquarters at Belmont. It crashed into the Darling Range at Gooseberry Hill due west of Perth. Everyone, of course, as we know, was killed instantly and from the impact of the aircraft struck the risy stony ground in front of a tree, which just you can still see when you stand there if you have access to the property. The left wing of the plane sheared off and came to rest against a house that had narrowly missed the fuselage. With sufficient fuel for a flight, they believed to Adelaide, the main portion of the aircraft burned profusely. The tail, however, broke away on impact and came to rest, facing 180 degrees from the direction of the flight on a granite outcrop, which was approximately 50 feet beyond the trees, and in doing so, it escaped the worst of the fire. So if you have the opportunity, please head up to Gooseberry Hill around the Kalamunda area and you can take a walk on the railway of the Kalamunda zigzag and the Heritage Railway area and you can certainly find the, the site there. It's amply marked and it uh, does make you pause and remember.